It's another edition of Riding Home here on Dog Post. Welcome to everybody listening on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Matt, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs have been pretty... Uh, there's someone calling me probably for a recruiting update. Uh, they've been pretty busy on the recruiting tra- trail. Let's, let's go through this list of kids. Uh, a couple of have committed... Or committed. A couple I've visited lately, Smeal Bowden from uh, sort of northwest Georgia or west Georgia, excuse me, northwest Atlanta in Dallas. Uh, he's a 6'3", 220-pound athlete from Paulding County. Uh, and then Chief Borders from McEachern, who I don't think has an offer from the dogs right now. No, they are two of the best uh, 2021 prospects in the state of Georgia. Um, Monin is a, a big-time jumbo-type athlete, like you said, 6'4", 215 out of Paulding County, who visited Georgia uh, yesterday, so that would be Thursday, and then uh, Chief Borders picked up an offer from Tennessee earlier this week. He was at Georgia, definitely a guy on their radar. Another jumbo type athlete, six four, six three range, tight end, receiver, linebacker type. Um, so he's a guy on Georgia's radar as well. So uh, a couple twenty twenty one guys visiting, or did visit Chief and uh, Monda visited yesterday. But, Dean, they've got two four-star offensive linemen who are going to be in town, two four-star guard, center type, uh, Cedric Van Pran out of New Orleans, will be visiting. And I do think Georgia is a team that he really, really likes right now. I think he's a take in this class. He's a guy Sam Pittman really likes. I think Georgia's going to take two interior offensive linemen in this class. And Cedric Van Pran out of New Orleans well, just- uh, could be a, a guy who – makes it in this class. I thought you were going to say the same guy twice. Go ahead. Who was your second? Uh, uh, Chris Morris, a four-star offensive tackle prospect out of Memphis. Um, yeah, they're going to go heavy at tackle in this class. I think, obviously, Project Jones already committed. Tate Rallage, a big target there. But watch Chris Morris. I think Arkansas is in the mix. Tennessee, Auburn, a few schools like that. But yeah, he's a guy George has been recruiting for a while now, so he will be in Athens, too. So two high-level offensive linemen. Uh, for Sam Pittman to uh, keep building that relationship with. So those are two guys to keep an eye on. And then one, well, two other guys I want to touch on. David Daniel from Woodstock, an athlete. Uh, and then Jalen Kimber, who was a corner from Texas. Uh, where is Georgia with those two guys? There's been some stuff here lately with both of them as well. Yeah, I think Georgia sits in a really good spot for Jalen Kimber, uh, one of the top cornerback prospects in the Midwest. He plays out in Texas. Uh, solid four-star guy. Not the biggest dude out there, but he knows how to cover. He's quick and I he love, makes a lot of plays. I love how you know, those of you who do recruiting literally every second of the day say not the biggest. That means they're not big, right? Right, That's right. That's basically what that means. <laughs> right. I mean, he's a... Uh, I think he's around six foot, but he's not heavy, I guess is what I should say. He's kind of on the lighter side, but um, he's not super short or anything like that. But he is a highly regarded cornerback prospect. I think George is definitely in the mix. This was a visit that he wanted to take for a while now. And uh, I talked to him earlier. He said he got a lot of uh, time with Kirby Smart, Charlton Warren, Del McGee. So he had a really good visit this past uh, yesterday. He'll be at South Carolina and Clemson today, on uh, which is Friday, and uh, he'll make his way over to Alabama and Auburn uh, this weekend. So um, definitely another guy to keep an eye on. And um, then yes, uh, David Daniel at a Woodstock, twenty twenty one kid that I really like. I think he's probably better suited to play. Uh, safety at this time, but he picked up an offer from Georgia in January. He's picked up a bunch since, so he's another in-state guy in 2021 to keep an eye on. 
So if you look at all this, you know, th this is just sort of a sampling, but half the guys we talked about just now are, are not from Georgia. Um, when you look at Georgia's situation, uh, this roster is becoming less and less dependent on uh, kids from the state. When you look at the calendar here coming up, you're going to see Clemson and, well, I don't know if we're going to put South Carolina and Clemson's stratosphere of recruiting, but Clemson, South Carolina are this weekend coming up, the 7th, I should say, the 14th, Auburn, Alabama, and those guys. And then the third the third weekend, Georgia, the, the day before Easter, um, will will host. That third weekend, which is Georgia's basically by themselves, will give them the ability to get all these, um, I don't know about national guys, but guys not from Georgia to come in. Should folks be expecting more and more that the Georgia Bulldogs be made less and less of kids from Georgia as time goes on? Yeah, I mean, Georgia's going after the top kids in the country, no matter where they're located. Uh, Keely Ringo, a five-star cornerback, visited Georgia earlier this year. He made an announcement that he'll be coming back to Athens for G-Day. Uh, Mikhail Sherman, a five-star linebacker from uh, the D.C. area, uh, big-time Georgia target. I think it was March 1st uh, when he was in Athens. Um, I think he's going to try his best to get back to Athens again for G-Day is what he told me. Those plans aren't set yet, but... I mean, they're going everywhere, and for a big weekend like G-Day, expect them to try to get as many out-of-state targets as possible to come in at the same time. They can host their in-state targets kind of whenever they want, but um, it's these big weekends like G-Day and the ones they have in the summer uh, at the end of July. That's when you know you can really tell who George is going after hard. Is who you know which out of state guys they're really coming in and and making a priority on big weekends like this. Okay, we talked about recruiting a little bit. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to what Kirby had to say on Tuesday with the video that we've got um, on Dog Post, but he seemed much more bullish uh, than I can recall him being in general of late. Now, of late. They lost two games, and Kirby's not been avail available to the media very much since January 1st, only three times, I think. But it did strike me how, I don't know if positive is the right way to put it, but in a press conference where he talked about two of his players being arrested, two, two players who will probably play a lot this coming year, he seemed very bullish on Jamari Saylor, Nolan Smith, on a Jermaine, uh, Jermaine Phillips. Jermaine Johnson, uh, he seemed extremely pleased with where the program was going. I don't know if you had a chance to to listen to that. Maybe they just had a good practice, Matt. I don't know. Yeah, that was the practice I was at, and it felt like they gave the media a little bit longer time to watch practice than normal. Maybe that was just me, but yeah, we did get to see. I felt like it was a lot, and Kirby was in a really good mood, which is something that struck me you know, right off the bat. He was energetic but in a good positive way yelling from different sides of the field to the opposite sides of the field I mean he's he's got those Eagles eyes out there I mean he really does see everything and um, these guys are on their toes every rep means something and it's a very energetic practice and I can see why he's excited about Nolan Smith and Jermaine Johnson and, you know I watched the outside linebacker group uh, in the very beginning and those guys definitely he stood out. Brenton Cox definitely looks the part, too, yeah. and is kind of the leader of that group. But Jermaine Johnson and Nolan Smith, I mean, they definitely catch your eye. So, um, 
and and they were highly ranked because of it. Obviously, we've been talking about Nolan Smith for years and uh, have covered him, as, you know, a lot now. So we know how good he is, and you can just tell that Kirby's really excited to coach these guys. And um, it definitely came off that way in practice, and it was nice to see him do that in the press conference too. You can tell he's really excited about this team and a lot of this young talent that he's got on defense. There's two guys I do want to see versus. Uh, he also had a lot of good to say about DJ Daniel, by the way, and Tyreek Stevens. Yeah, but uh, there are two guys I do want to see, and I know we're we're coming close to the the sort of cap that we put on this in terms of time. There are two guys I want to see, and they won't get there till the fall. Uh, Zion Logue, just because I want to see how he competes against the guys that are there. I mean, he really did a pretty good job in the high school game that I watched him play in Nashville area. And then Lewis Seen. I mean, where does he fit into this? A guy that we've not seen play live as dog post reporters. We haven't seen him play live. Where do those two guys fit in? That's that's what I'll be looking for. Are there any other guys in this 2029 class? I mean, shit, 15 of them are already up there. So, yeah. Well, Lewis is there. I'm sorry. Um, so so Well, then he's not stood out quite yet. I, I, that's my ignorance. Right. Well, I, I tell you what, that... That defensive back group is big. I mean, I need, yeah. definitely needed a roster when I was out there, especially with the new numbers they have. It is a large group. Um, so it's you know, not crazy that he's not standing out immediately. Um, he might with his play, obviously, practice and all that. And he's going to play a lot at his time at Georgia. But that's the, there's a lot of guys, and that is a very crowded group. So whoever does win those starting jobs is really going to earn it. But... Uh, like you said, Zion Logue definitely looks the part you saw him play earlier. We'll see um, how he can come in and uh, play with the other guys and um, see just if he can take that next step. But Nicobe Dean looks really good, kind of the smaller guy out there. Ryan Davis looks really big. So, again, we've talked about it a lot, but a lot of young talent um, on defense. Yeah, I, I, am, I am interested to see Zion Logue. I'm I'm interested. I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to project here. I mean, I thought I think he right. is the the least uh, one of the least valued players in this class. And I actually am bullish on his future versus where he's coming in at. If he were a stock, I would buy him because I just think with the body type he's got and the he made plays when I watched him play. I wasn't I was impressed by him, frankly. But when you compare him to Dominique Blaylock to Pickens. To uh, you know, Nicobe Dean, guys like that. I mean, he's not on their level as a as a as a prospect, but um, you know, he'll have time to grow, and he may play this year. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Another interesting guy that uh, I know you kind of mentioned this, and I kind of didn't answer your question. Brett Seether, the tight end. Yeah. I think he could come in. Uh, again, Georgia and Alabama went after this kid hard after his senior year. Dude. He really blew up late. And he's one of those new type of tight ends who can catch over the middle, make a big play. Charlie Warner's going to be the guy. John Fitzpatrick's going to get a look. But they need depth on at, at yeah. tight end. So if he can hit that weight room hard when he gets there and um, – but today, and it's able to show that this. he can play physically. He'll he'll make some plays. I have been criticized for talking over you, so I'm trying to be very nice during. Oh, this really? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I but, can talk, but go and, ahead. Yeah, neither of us have any issue with talking. So. But with Seether, here's my you know question, and we'll stop here in a second. But 
did Georgia go after him? Obviously, it was a massive need, but was Alabama after him for the same reason Georgia was, or did they both identify him late in the process? Was he a guy that both teams needed because of depth, or was he a, a playmaker? A little bit of both. I think he was on the radar early on, but once that senior film came out, and Todd Hartley was really big. Uh, without Todd Hartley, I don't think Georgia gets him or really shows interest and really pushes for him. So Todd Hartley was big in getting Brett's either, and I think Alabama was kind of in the same position that, that Georgia was in. They needed some depth at tight end, and he was a guy who they could go out and get last minute, um, who really does have great senior film. I mean, he, the kid could play. Uh, but Todd Harley in the end won out, and Georgia needed him. Well, they do. They and, and, and they've got Wolf coming in as well. So, I mean, they're not – they have now five tight ends on scholarship coming in right now. you got Warner, Wolf, Fitzpatrick, Goaty, and Cedar. Well, Goaty's going to be you know recovering from ACL. But they do have five guys on scholarship. If you just go down real quick on the, the scholarship numbers, then we'll check out. Quarterback, they've got three. Five at uh, at running back, uh, eleven at receiver, five at tight end, fifteen at offensive line. Now my defensive line and linebacker numbers are goofed up, but there's thirty total of those people. So you've got, you know, I, I would say it's probably sixteen linebackers at this stage and fourteen defensive linemen because we have guys like Nolan Smith as a um, as a defensive lineman. He, he's definitely not a defensive lineman, but you get my point. Front seven, you have 30 people. And then your secondary has got 15 scholarship guys and two specialists. Right this second, that's 86 guys. Uh, and we'll just see where it goes forward um, from here as far as uh, how they calibrate the roster. They don't have a lot of fat to cut here, Matt. And that's another discussion for another time. Matt, wrapping up this weekend, Under Armour is Sunday. Uh, closing thoughts here on Riding Home. Yeah, it's camp season, so hopefully we'll get to see uh, some Georgia commits and targets out there. I'm hoping Broderick Jones shows up. It'll be good to see him uh, get out there and play. He doesn't do a ton of camps. Justin Robinson, the wide receiver four-star commit that Georgia has uh, down in McDonough. So hopefully he'll be there. I don't have a roster yet, but there will be lots of coverage and um, content coming out from that next week on Dog Post. Thanks for visiting. Thanks to everyone signing up. We really, we're coming in and closing on a year here. We've had a tremendous first year. It's a lot better than I suspected it would be. And so thanks to everyone signing up and continuing to sign up. Uh, go over to dogpost.com, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com, and click the subscribe button, not only on Dogpost, but also here on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to us today. This is dogpost.com, Dean Leggy and Matt DeBerry.